0: Welcome to Netfront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon, the Post Dispatch, joined once again by the beat reporters Jim Thomas and from Upstate New York, Buffalo, Tom Timmerman. Let's get right to it, guys. Uh, before we talk about the uh, the excellent game at Boston, let's uh, let's just go back a bit to the uh, back-to-back wins over Minnesota and uh, and the Islanders. Certainly a a nice rally against Minnesota, and then boy, the, the Chief. That game against uh, New York, if you could just bottle that and go into the playoffs with that, uh, JT, that's uh, that would be a good place to start.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly wasn't expecting that against the Islanders. They're, they're, they're not going to be in the playoffs, but they they still play very good defense. Uh, since they helped uh, get the Blues in, in their March malaise in early March, the Islanders, I think, had the second-best record in the league over like the last Five weeks. So I, I thought it'd be a very tough game. It turned out to be uh, a pounding. I mean, they, they just thrashed the uh, Islanders and, and anyone that uh, uh, read, read, read your column or read your column today online and in the post-dispatch saw that uh, Barry Trotz was uh, he was very impressed with what the, uh, the blues did. So yeah, that to me, that was maybe even more surprising than the, uh, the comeback against the Minnesota a while because as we know uh Ruby has been their daddy i mean since craig uh has has taken over they they've just owned the uh the minnesota wild i think it's 12 one and two uh right now
2: the blues continue to be unpredictable but now they're more positive unpredictability it used to be how could they lose to to bad teams and now now it's like well i didn't, I didn't see that one coming um you know and they they uh they did that against the Islanders and that game very as, as lopsided as the square would indicate. Um, and they're holding their own. I mean, they, you know, this is a win streak that they're currently on that uh, has featured some good teams. This isn't a case where the schedule has worked to their favor. They're you know, of, of those six teams that their current streak, I mean, they beat Calgary and Minnesota and Boston among these six games. Those are, those are good wins. Uh, this, this team is putting together now.
0: And even though this skill won't be needed in the playoffs, it was uh, heartening, I suppose, to see our heroes uh, prevail in a in a in a uh, in an overtime where they once they got the puck, gave it to Robert Thomas, and just uh, that was it. You just need that's all you needed to do. He just took over from there. And I guess JT, that's just one more as we're seeing from him that game, and then since then, just the, the breakout just keeps coming. I mean, just you give that kid ice, and uh, it's go time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it has been just so much fun to watch his uh, development this year. He's he's really becoming a uh, uh, a difference maker. <laughs> that uh, the play last night on the uh, what was it the uh, the first or yeah it was the first Tarasenko ball, I think the between the legs and he did yeah. it like just like that. I mean, it's, you're like, wow. The blues have had a lot of plays this year like that, where the assist or the primary assist is even more exciting than the actual goal itself. So, uh, they're an excellent passing team, a team that overpasses yes at times, but, uh, yeah, uh, Thomas now, and adding the me- the dimension of him as a scorer. I mean, what, what do we got nine games left? So he's got, uh, he's got two, uh, 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 two two goals to get before he can join the uh, the uh, ever-crowded 20-goal uh, club. But, uh, yeah, uh, Thomas has been, uh, there's no doubt, he's been a, uh, a sight to behold this year.
2: Yeah, Baruby was talking today uh, here in uh, Buffalo just about how Thomas kind of learning the, the value of possessing the puck and having it on his stick. And the, the more he has the puck, the more he can do with it. And so he's just become very good at hanging on to the puck and uh, from that, everything has flowed forth. Um, and we've seen, and, you know, on the second Tarasenko goal, he doesn't touch the puck, but he helps that goal by, um, you know, driving to the net uh, yeah. in that, in that three on one. And he, he said the tough thing there was getting out of the way of Buchnevich's pass back across uh, to Tarasenko uh, for the goals. So he was kind of he kind of like Buchnevich's pass, uh, avoiding him on the way to Tarasenko.
1: Yeah, he almost—it's almost as if uh, Thomas, by by his play, I'm glad you brought that up, Tom. It's almost like he made a three-on-one a three-on-none. Mm-hmm.
0: He took the lone defenseman totally out of the play,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he knew Buczek was going to pass the puck. So that was the other thing that was—he he, he could see that. <laughs> he he knew how this was going to end. And I got to tell you guys, okay, so go, just one more going back to the Minnesota game. Daughter number two is in town, and. Getting ready for the old wedding at the end of the month, and so she wanted to see a blues game. We went down and sat behind the goal, and uh, where you could really just see these guys whip the puck around, and just to to appreciate just the the difficulty of what they do and the speed with that they do it and the crispness that they do it. It's just back and forth, do 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 do, uh, impressive. And, and, you know, and again, I got to thank the heroes. You know, we, we, we paid real money for those tickets and uh, made my <laughs> daughter happy. So uh, this is an impressive – this team, I mean, I don't know what the playoffs will look like, but, man, they what they're doing now with the puck, uh, as the Bruins found out, is, you know, what, 34 seconds into the game, just a couple quick passes, <laughs> the Bruins are behind. So, uh, you know, JT, again, we just – the skill level on this group, I mean, we just keep talking about it, but uh, Blue fans need to appreciate this. Yeah, well, when Jeff Gordon, and I've said
1: this before, you, you've seen a, any still active member of the media, you've seen more hockey than anybody when, when, you, when you said or wrote that this is the most exciting team since Brett Hall. I mean, and those, those words ring true. I think right now this is the fifth uh, highest scoring team in terms of average goals per game in uh, franchise history. Right now, if the season ended today, they'd, they'd set a record for power play efficiency. They're close to a record in penalty kill efficiency, and uh, I mean they've got they've got all kinds of guys. I was just kind of kind of kind of looking this up uh, today, you know, Hujnevich has career highs in goals, assists, points. Same with Barbie. Same with Thomas. Same with Cairo. Perron has a chance to 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 get his. It's a little bit of a long shot. Get his career high for goals. Uh, Saad, uh, or excuse me, Tersenko has set a career high for assists. I mean, this is this is a wondrous blues team that we're watching. now will this travel into the playoffs? I mean, there, there, there are a lot less last night, notwithstanding when there are two one to nothing games in the league, I believe. there are a lot less low scoring games. There aren't too many two to one or three to two games. There are a lot of five to four and four to three. Florida won a couple seven to sixes last week. Will this travel into the playoffs or will it be the team with the best defenses? That's kind of the mystery and the fascination of what lies ahead uh, for the blues.
2: Yeah. And yet for all of those multitude of good things, they're a team that technically right now is in third place in the central division. They're they're tied for second. They Minnesota is technically ahead because of one more game. They are 20 something points behind Colorado um, you know, it's, and you wonder how have they managed that considering all these things that they have been doing well. And, uh, that's going to be another thing about this season.
0: Yeah. They've been able to pick on the Pacific Divi- division for sure. Um, but so, but that transitions to the Boston game. Now the Bruins, uh, were definitely a beat up on the blue line and they had no pasta. So they were uh, certainly not in the, um, the, the best place. And, you know, the goaltender Swayman has not been playing as well. So he and Omar have been going back and forth now. So really they're, they're catching, they kind of caught Boston in a, in a good place, but you know, Boston needs to win these games too. And so JT um, taking this act on the road after a successful homestand kind of weathering a, a back and forth first period, that was way more entertaining probably than, than chief would want and then Ben's just banging out a real good win, and you know they come and they come after Tarasenko, and Tarasenko's got an answer.
1: that was, uh, that was so funny? And the funniest part about it was, <coughs> excuse me, how Tarasenko just kind of lowered his hands when he looked at Frederick. Like, is that all you got? What, you know, uh, that was that was uh, that was so funny. But as uh, Berube, uh said after the game, you just you just don't mess with Vladdy. I mean, it's not like he's going to fight you, but you're not you're not going to intimidate the guy. The guy's been around forever. He's called the tank for a reason. That lower torso is tremendous. He'd be a hell of a, with that, with that body type, he'd be, he'd be a hell of a uh, uh, NFL uh, fullback. That is if the NFL still used fullback. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you, you don't want to, you don't want to poke the bear and that's what uh, that's what Frederick did. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the blues and, 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 you know, as Tom mentioned uh, with all this good stuff, they're like 18 points. Uh, behind the Colorado well it's because one they haven't done very well with the road, on the road well now they're, they're 4-0-1 uh, uh, they don't have a regulation loss in their f- five road games they were only a 500 team against the East well now they've won like the last two or three in a row uh, mm-hmm. uh, against the East and holy cow they even won an overtime game after being the <laughs> league's worst uh, overtime team all season. Now they won't have to worry about overtime in the playoffs, at least three on three overtime, but uh, yeah, on the, on the, chat today and Tom's done it so much, I guess I can say I was pinch hitting for Tom uh, today on the chat, but uh, fans were a couple, uh, a couple of uh, blues fans were uh, marveling at the blues uh, being third in the league in regulation wins at 39. And I said, there's a reason for that because they can't win in overtime. That's why their regulation wins. Are so high. But some of the things that they have not, my original point, some of the things that they have not been doing so well, like uh, winning on the road, winning in, uh, against the East, and even winning an overtime game, they're doing that. And that, that's one of the reasons why suddenly they've got this uh, nine game point streak.
2: Uh, as Peron pointed out last night, I mean, you know, Trent Frederick, as a St. Louis guy, he, he skates with the Blues in the offseason, with the guys that are here. So, he, I mean, he has no doubt skated with Tarasenko. In in summer sessions, you know any number of times, and you would think had gotten lost. But this is also it's kind of the way Trent Frederick plays. He's a little bit of, of that kind of guy of going out there and 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 hitting people. But um, yeah, that, that was that was kind of in the annals of ill advised uh, strategies uh, <laughs> there by the. Uh, and, and I guess I mean they had been getting chippy before, and that brought it out. But if there was ever a time for restraint to be shown. Um, uh, by the Bruins, that would have been one of them.
0: Well, JT, I still can't quite figure out why the uh, the Bruins really didn't make much of an effort at all to keep Tory Krug, and subsequently they've invested you know significant money in Hampus uh, Lindholm, who's a different, somewhat different type of player, but uh, for sure. But still, I mean, Krug is a very was a very good player for the Bruins. Uh, they don't seem all that interested in keeping him. He ends up with the Blues, and um, oh, by the way, yeah, I think he really wanted his, his comeback neared, and he got better after, uh, you know, taking that hand injury, he, uh, he wanted that and boy, he, uh, he made the most of, uh, coming back against his old team.
1: And, and from what I understand, he came back maybe about a week earlier than he thought. And, and Perron kind of alluded to this a little bit. I think Krug did some lobbying to get back in the lineup, uh, uh, maybe a little early so he could play at TD garden against the Bruins. He really wanted to play in that, uh, in that game. And uh, yeah, you, you couldn't have written a, uh, a better script unless he went coast to coast with his helmet off to <laughs> knock over a player. or was Thomas's helmet off. I forget now, which was it guys? In, in the, in the Stanley's helmet was, was off.
2: Yeah. Krug was off. Level. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. I call him. And I don't know if we can say this on, on, on the net front. I, I call Krug the little badass because he's just, uh, I, there are, there've been about five or six times this season where he just goes off on, uh, on somebody there was one player i don't remember he was on the ground on the ice pounding <laughs> him and krug is so short his legs were like flopping in the air because his legs couldn't touch the ice there was another time where he was beating the crap out of somebody and he's just like standing over him afterwards so uh for a little guy he 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 brings a uh, element of uh, uh i guess you'd call it uh, peskiness and he's uh another player in his own way that uh, uh, as Jeff has said, makes us uh, the, the most entertaining Blues team to watch since, uh, since Brett Hall.
2: I think like many little guys, he has gumption. I don't know that tall players have gumption, but little players have gumption. And I think, I think Krug brings that. Yeah, he, he was saying, you know, I would not have played in this game if I was not ready. But uh, he did acknowledge that his, light, his eyes kind of lit up when he saw everything was coming together for him to play uh, in this game, for him to come back. On his birthday at TD Garden uh, to play against the Bruins. And, and so, the, you know, the fans loved him. The fans gave him a very nice ovation when they did the little tribute video for him at the first TV timeout. And, and then there were boos when they announced his goal um, a short, you know, of, you know in, the, in the second period or the third period. And maybe it was because they disagreed with, you know, the, the power play that the Blues got, but there, there were definite boos in the crowd after uh, when they announced Krug's goal
0: well and you know and, as and he would expect nothing else because you know you want to be a hated opponent now that you're on the other side so uh his return creates an interesting situation for uh the chief here because the blues have um you know they're they're back to where they want to be with their defensive options and uh, there are options and, and i guess the coach has decided well i'm gonna I'm going to keep kind of looking at different things as we go forward to try to figure out uh, what works best. So I think we'll see some continuing rotation as the, until the playoffs get a little closer, JT. Yeah,
1: that, that's going to be the interesting thing to see, how he finds minutes for all these guys. You know, is just going to get his, like, maybe it's 12, 13, 14 minutes. They, usually lately it's been about 12 but then you got five guys that are used to getting like 18 to 24 minutes. And how do you, uh, how do you make that uh, uh, work? And uh, so he will be moving some guys around. There will be some situational things. I should say Mike Van Ryan will be moving some guys around because he's, he's the one that's in charge of uh, how to use the, uh, uh, the blue liners. But uh, it's, this is the defense that, uh, that uh, Armstrong envisioned. When, when he made the trade deadline, I did the math the other day. It's uh, the, the, the big six, so to speak. Uh, almost 4,000 games of NHL experience. So if you want experience for the uh, stretch run and for, for the playoffs, uh, you got it.
2: Yeah, you know, Krug only played 14 minutes last night. Beruvian said they wanted to you know, monitor his minutes on the first time out. I don't think he was on the ice, he or Bertuzzo, in the last seven minutes of the game. But I would think that after he showed well last night, um, he, he did have a big ice bag on one of his knees after the game, but um, he, uh, he should, you know, I would expect his ice time to go back up into the 18 uh, you know, minute window again, and then we'll, we'll see how this all sorts out. And do they put Krug back with Falk? Uh, do they put Scandella back with Bortuzzo? Uh, You know, the, you can mix and match because all of these are combinations that we have seen uh, this season. Scandella has played with everybody on the other side, so he can go anywhere and uh, to see Krug reclaimed his his power play spot. Letty, you know, it was not out there yesterday on that. Um, so there there are there are options uh, right now.
0: There's also uh, finally there's an, there's an option in goal because Jordan Bennington, uh, you know, did st- stabilize. Now it was in a game where the Blues were in complete control. Admittedly, you know, again, I, once again, JT, I thought, well, would you know, would this be a chance to to maybe go back to you know consecutive games? with the guy to see if he can build on his confidence. But uh, it, it just seems pretty clear for this season anyways, JT, that uh, it's who unless something bad happens and they're going to, you know, Jordan will get some work in to stay ready, but it seems like the, uh, the die's cast.
1: Yeah. And for a while it was a, it was kind of a moving picture, moving target, but yeah, I do agree. I, I think Baruby has made up his mind, the is Huso's. So I would expect, I mean, maybe, may, maybe we'll be surprised. I would expect to see who's in Buffalo and maybe Husso against Minnesota. I, I think he's, he's got to see more than one good game a really good game from Bennington to, uh, to change his mind. And I don't know, I, I don't know if huso is is going to have a let up. He, 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 had a little bit of a dip at his play earlier, but, uh, from when he was just super hot, you know, in, in, in late, uh, January and, and, uh, and, and 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 on uh, a little bit past the All Star break, but uh, he really hasn't had what I don't think what you could consider a slump, and I I just think he's he's got uh, Baruvi's got a ton of confidence in so.
2: Yeah, you know I mean the telling point was when they didn't use Bennington, you know, in the Seattle or Arizona games last week, and if you know, if you didn't play him in those, you're gonna you know, he's had one more good game since then, but I think until they clinch or until they are, you know, they'll actually clinch probably this weekend, but until they, you know, their playoff spot is solidified and it's no longer, they've got a chance for second, they're going to go for every point they can get. And I, I think that means right now playing, playing Billy Huso.
0: Well, JT, the, uh, this has been, this is going to be an exciting trip for Tom to go to Buffalo <laughs> because, uh, well, the Sab- the Sabres won, they're less terrible for sure. And our old friend, Tajay Thompson, who, um, you know, really has showed what his potential was. Rangy kid, terrific shot, you know, had to learn to play with tempo, had to get stronger, uh, had to adjust to playing against men. All those things had to happen. Familiar story with big guys. But boy, finally, now this doesn't make the O'Reilly trade a whole lot better for Buffalo, I don't think, because the Blues have a cup and the Buffalo is still rebuilding. But uh, Taj Thompson uh am i shocked that he has as many goals yeah what do you think jt
1: i am shocked as well 33 goals tage thompson i mean we could see possibilities there but 33 goals but yeah buffalo is a team i think that's on the cusp you know they've got a lot of younger players that are that are slowly maturing and developing a few veterans sprinkled in there uh you know obviously they need a goalie i mean uh 40 year old craig anderson i don't think is uh is the answer, but uh, yeah, they've got a little something going. And actually uh, since the beginning of March, uh, they have a record uh, a little bit better, uh, a little bit better, or, or I, I forgot what I just looked up a couple hours ago. It's, it's very comparable to the blues record since the beginning of March They're like 11, six and four, or 11, seven and three, something like that. So they're playing pretty good hockey. It, it doesn't figure to be an easy game for the blues, but Buffalo, does give up goals you know three and a half a game so uh, you know the, the the blues right now i think it's nine straight games uh which uh four goals or more which i believe ties a record uh set by the 80 81 blues that 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 seems to be the hallmark team for Blues scoring uh that was the team uh that averaged 4.4 of a franchise record, 4.4 goals a game. Wayne Babbage had 54. That we seem to be looking back and finding that the Blues have done something that hasn't been done since that team. So uh including the uh uh the uh, uh what do they have now? Eight, seven, seven. It's seven uh twenty goal scores. That that eighty eighty one team had 10. So that's when it comes to offense, it's a pretty good company to be in.
2: Yeah, that that team is one of those stoppers where you go back, when was the last time they did this? And you always get to one year. It's like, okay, everything that good has ever happened happened in that season. So it's always the, there's always one of those years for a team, and that's the year for the Blues. Back on Tate Thompson, you know, he, he gets to play in power plays. He's getting 18 minutes a night. Um, you know, he never would have gotten that. I don't see a world where he would be in that kind of situation. It's like with Robbie Fabry, he was going to do better in Detroit because he was going to get way more ice time and way more advantageous situations than Tage Thompson was ever going to get, uh, with the blues. And, um, he's taking advantage of that now in Buffalo.
0: And you guys watch, just watch someday for the Arizona coyotes, Clem Costin, part of that, uh, <laughs> Jeff Chitrin trade, um, it'll, uh, will uh, will emerge. Um, so anyways, the, uh, so
1: you're, you're, you're not buying the Jersey. Then you've decided or.
0: Yeah. I think checker will be my Jersey on that one. I think that you cost will uh, I think it'll end up in, in Arizona, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you look at Buffalo and you know, my, my lament for them was long suffering fan base was they finally get the first overall pick and there wasn't a dynamic off obvious dynamic offensive player to like a Jack Eichel to replace the Jack Eichel. But. You know, Alex Tuck is a Western New York guy who's clearly a very good NHL player. Could be a Brendan Shanahan type of guy. Uh, they've got—we've um, talked about uh, Tage, Dylan Cousins, a pretty good player. Um, so they end up with a guy that I guess they hope. Well, maybe he's not going to be Jack Eichel, but Owen Power, first overall pick. Yeah, maybe, maybe a Chris Pronger type guy they can build around. I mean, he's a, he's a rangy kid. I'm not sure he's as nasty or sarcastic or ever could be as yeah either. As Chris Prager, especially in today's world, but you know, a building block jumps right in, plays over nineteen minutes, and uh, it'll be fun to watch to see what uh, the big kid can do. Yeah, and uh, it'll be uh,
1: it'll be his home debut there at uh, Key Bank Center, so I'm sure there'll be some buzz in the crowd. And uh, you know, you got Rasmus Dahlin there. You got uh, I think they have like four of their core defensemen are are age twenty two. Are younger now. Now that uh, Owen Power has arrived on the scene, so uh, they're hoping those guys are uh, are building blocks.
2: Yeah. You know, on a related but not direct topic, you know, we talk about you know the Blues have so many twenty goal scores, and, it, and it's and it's because they have to. You know, it means you know it's not so much that Doug Armstrong has adopted this no superstar strategy. He's had a no superstar strategy dumped on Put on him. It's not as though he said you know if the Blues had had a first-round pick that they would. No, we're not going to take Connor McDavid because we don't believe in superstars. We're going to pass on Austin Matthews. If those guys had a chance to be with the Blues, you know, in the draft, the Blues would have taken him. But since the Blues are always drafting, you know, the best twentieth, this is the way they have to go: is by building a team with eight twenty-goal scorers on it. So you know, if the Blues ever had had one of those, or if Eric Johnson had been a forward who you know, if they'd gotten Eichel or whatever when in some year, it would be a different kind of blues team, but they have no choice because of their lot in life to, to build a team with 20 goals or to get incredibly lucky and, and get a 40 goal score in the second round.
0: And this uh, to go back to our weekly chats um, a familiar topic for you guys and, and me as well. Uh, I, this is why I don't think they'll end up with Matthew Kachuk because at the end of the day, the are, and, and we all love Matthew and, and, and Brady as well. And, and big wall, but I see this guy getting 10, 10 and a half, $11 million, maybe at some point on a con- I mean, getting big money on a contract. I just see him getting out of the, the price range. I I see him getting the market and I see him cashing in was for somebody that needs a guy like this versus a team. That's got a bunch of guys who can play at a time when the blues will be trying to pay Cairo and trying to pay Thomas. And, and that'll be a good problem locking those guys. And I, I just, I don't see the fit for, for the reasons Tom said, I mean, it's um, now it looks like maybe Buffalo is going to build a team that's going to be more along the lines of what Doug Armstrong did. They don't have Jack Eichel or a $12 million a year player, but uh, they're They're building a pretty nice group of a uh, skilled, skilled group of guys. So I, I kind of like that. Okay. Last, last topic on the net front, the playoff chase, um, the wild are still the wild JT. Um, they were disappointed with how the end of the game went against the Blues, but uh, Edmonton's talking some stuff about nobody wants to play us. Um, they play Minnesota. Minnesota basically picks them up and puts them headfirst into a trash can. And <laughs> they they're sure just did. like, hey, you know, I mean, and Minnesota's going to be no fun to play in the playoffs, JT.
1: No, no. And, and in some ways, I think they're similar to the Blues, just their they're one, their style of play. And the, of course, the Blues don't have a caprice off. Uh, but uh, you know they, they have uh, they have depth in, in scoring uh, <laughs> as well, and the, the Blues uh, the Blues didn't derail them uh, for sure with that uh, with that overtime uh, uh, setback they handed the Wild, and and uh, we'll get to see it again uh, in a matinee game on uh, uh, Saturday. The Blues have not been a good afternoon team. I think they're two three and two, so they've won only two of the seven games. And, uh, boy, I, everybody around the Blues in the in the division is still winning. Dallas had a big win last night. Uh, uh, Nashville. I do, as Tom uh, alluded to earlier, I do think the Blues have a really good chance of clinching a playoff spot uh, this weekend. But I think they'll have to keep playing for at least a couple more games after that because a, a playoff spot, all that means is you've earned the right to open uh, – the postseason against either calgary or uh, colorado and i don't think the blues want to do that so they want to at least you know wrap, wrap up third place before they start thinking about even relaxing a little bit and it it, it may be quite a few of these uh,
2: nine remaining games
1: before they uh before they do
2: that yeah no minnesota Craig Berube loves Kaprizov. I mean, he has spoken as enthusiastically. Maybe just because he was asked questions about him, but he said, you know, Kaprizov. He's a superstar. I mean, he 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 speaks really highly. I mean, he you know he sometimes will single out players. He he has really singled out Kaprizov, uh for his play. He did it twice uh, before and after uh, the Minnesota game. So um, he's that's and you look at the numbers the guy's putting up. It's it's something
0: andy has got an attitude. If somebody picks on a Ryan Hartman or whomever on his team, he'll he'll skate right in there. Now, and he'll come, you know, a little better prepared than um, you know Troy Terry, but then most people do. Um, that's it for the net front this week. A reminder to check all of our uh, videos and podcasts and all the stuff we're doing on SDLToday.com. There's an insane amount of content uh, in our digital product, besides our print edition, which is uh, loaded with sports. Our digital product has lots of stuff you can't get in the, uh, in the print edition, including our chats and, of course, this podcast, which would be really difficult to put into a newspaper. Uh, so, until next time, for Jim Thomas and for up in upstate New York, Tom Timmerman, I'm Jeff Gordy. See ya.